the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. A good Friday to you, everybody. Is today Friday the 13th? I love that. I don't know why I love it. I love it for the same reason that I love walking under ladders and enjoy black cats crossing my path. I'm not a superstition fan. Remember, I did not break a mirror this morning. That is a very valid question because the others involve no destruction. I'm not into gratuitous destruction. That's why I'm writing a series, five volumes, called The Rational Bible. I am a a lover of reason. I know that reason is not enough because reason could lead you to very bad conclusions as well. It might be reasonable to kill every infirm person and save massive amounts of money on medical expenses and elder care, but uh, it is not the moral thing to do. However, in general, the reason is being warred upon. San Diego County is in uh, is in the lead now. What is it here? Yeah. San Diego County ordinance lets trans women be housed in women's jails and shelters. So if a man says that he is a woman, uh, he or she... I, I'm taking no position on that right now. The, the, I call people the way they look and the way their name sounds. Okay, if you if you honor society by looking like your gender, then uh, I will honor you by calling you what you look like. If you have contempt for the normative binary division, then I will not honor your contempt. That's all. I, I have a very rational, if you will, way of addressing that issue. However, if you are a male and you say you're a female and then I put you in jail with women in a women's jail, uh, the uh, I believe that whatever indignity has been thrust upon you, a danger has been thrust upon uh, and, and a... And a normal, or if you will, normative anxiety has been induced in in nearly all the women. There's a man in my prison cell, and I'm a female. I understand that this individual says that he slash she is a she. However, I see a he. It is not an act of bigotry on that woman inmate's part. 
The San Diego County Board of Supervisors has adopted a new definition of woman that will allow transgender women to request inclusion as women in jails, homeless shelters, and domestic violence shelters. Imagine that you've been beaten and or raped by a male, and you are in a homeless shelter for women with a male. Whew. It takes the woke to engage in such foolishness, which is the sweetest word I could use for it. You know me in theories. I have a lot of theories. So I wonder, why is California, why are California, Oregon, and Washington three arguably most beautiful states, naturally speaking, with the most beautiful weather in the world, why do they produce so many a-holes? More than Oklahoma, which is not endowed with the natural beauty or weather that California is, let's say. So, and it's a really interesting question, isn't it? All the It's like all the gorgeous places have been taken over by the left. And so the question is, are the two facts related or are they purely coincidental? And it's hard to believe that's coincidental because it, it, it happens almost all the time. You know, Florida and Texas are, uh, are free, much freer than California, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Excuse me, California, Oregon, and Washington. Why, why is that? I mean, it's fascinating because Texas and Florida don't have all that much natural beauty, let alone great weather, as compared to, again, California, Oregon, and Washington. So I, I wonder if a very, very easy and beautiful external life sort of produces naive people who are looking for challenges, looking for meaning elsewhere. Life is so good in the, in the West Coast states, the natural life, that it, it sort of produces a, a boredom and a seeking of excitement that, or challenge even, that is not produced by the natural beauty. It's not entirely, not 100% coming out clear. I try to always come out 100% clear, but I, I believe I'm onto something. Anyway, back to San Diego, which has the most beautiful weather on earth. Cape Town is considered the uh, sort of tied for the best weather in the world. I, I, I thought Cape Town weather was beautiful when I was there, but... San Diego, I think, wins. The ordinance passed by a 3-2 board vote. 3-2. One person has decided that men can go into women's shelters, women's prisons, and women's, well, both homeless and domestic violence shelters. (laughs) And there are three Democrats and two Republicans on the Board of Supervisors. 
and every single one of you knows how the vote went. And yet, people in San Diego, this is what the typical liberal will say, oh, that's crazy, you're just bringing these weirdo examples. That's what they do in order not to confront how they vote. I have liberals in, in the world in which I live that I know, some wonderful people. That's what they do. Oh, Dennis, you know, you give these weird examples, and uh, that's how they just dismiss the normativeness of these examples. And, you know, and, and these people don't know any women who are in homeless shelters. So the whole thing's abstract to them. With the new ordinance, within the new ordinance, the Board of Supervisors expanded the definition of woman to include those who identify as women. Quote, women and girls shall mean those who identify as women and girls, including transgender women and gender nonconforming, and those assigned female at birth who include non-binary transgender men and intersex communities. Gender shall mean the characteristics of men, women, girls, and boys that are socially constructed. As a social construct, gender can vary among cultures and can change over time. This is all the San Diego Democrats' statement. Gender equity shall mean the redress of discriminatory practices and ensuring equitable conditions that enable women and girls to achieve full, substantive equality with men, recognizing that needs of women and men may differ, resulting in fair and equitable outcomes for all. The, that includes the redress of discriminatory practices and ensuring equitable conditions for persons identifying as transgender, non-binary, and or gender non-conforming to achieve full equality and equity. Intersectional shall mean the interconnected nature of social categorizations and individual characteristics that overlap as interdependent and compounded systems of discrimination. Sean, you ready to earn some extra money? All right, I'm going to read that sentence again, and then I will have you explain it. I, I, I will pay you what Rich Strike won in the Kentucky Derby, as if you had bet a dollar on him. I give you $80. That, that's, that's, uh, that's not insignificant. I will read it again when we return. And I want to talk to you about Ukraine and Putin. I'm Dennis Prager. It's hard to believe that inflation was just 1.4% in 2020, and now it's jumped to an incredible 8.5%. Many are concerned about their stock portfolios and the value of the shrinking dollar. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Gold has quietly been gaining value, which is why more people are converting a portion of their wealth into precious metals. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, tells me a majority of his buyers are now new to the gold and silver market. 
Unfortunately, many first-time buyers are being sold overpriced collectible coins that do not appreciate at the pace of gold and silver. I deeply respect this man. Call him and his people at AmFed Coin and Bullion. They'll sell you the right types of gold, silver, or even platinum to get you the maximum value for your money. 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. 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 I call on you, my friend. Sean has the ability now to earn $80. I've never made such an offer to him. This is a statement. Are you ready, Sean? Oh, he put on a hat. Whenever he thinks very deeply, he puts on a hat. That's right. It warms his brain. Are you ready? Here it is. This is from the San Diego Board of Supervisors. Intersectional shall mean the interconnected nature of social characterizations and individual characteristics that overlap as interdependent and compounded systems of discrimination. His response was that I can keep my money. Let let me say, and it may not reflect that well on me, I don't offer $80 unless I'm pretty, pretty sure that I'm keeping it. Just for the record. $80 saved is $80 earned, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. This is quite a sentence. This is one of the things the left does a la Orwell is speak in a, an academies. It's another language. You can actually say, you speak two languages if you speak English and academies. So you are bilingual if you speak that language. I love that one. I, I gotta I gotta put we gotta put that sign up. You right, you agree? Up with Talesh and Dirkas. Intersectional showing the interconnected nature of social characterizations and individual characteristics that overlap as in the interdependent and compounded systems of discrimination. So that reminds me of a sentence when I studied Arabic that I still remember. Before I continue on this talk, I want to spend a moment on the subject of, on the word, philosophy. Yeah. So now if I could commit this one to memory, let me just say, though, that the Arabic makes more sense. That phrase makes much more sense. That's from Gamal Abdel Nasser, in case you're curious. The philosophy of the revolution. That's right. Hmm. Or how's this? Russian poem. In the city of Kharkov, there is hail. Big hail. Like, uh, what is it, raspberries? Raspberries are not that big. Grapes? (laughs) See, my only reaction, see, that's not my only reaction. One of my reactions to the left is entering the, their world of the absurd. It's a protection against their onslaught on thought, decency, and the like. 
Oh, I would love to have watched this. KUSI-TV in San Diego aired the debate at the April Supervisors meeting. Well, okay. How long will it be before a woman is attacked in a woman's shelter by a man who says that he is a woman? It's already happened. But even if it doesn't, I assume that there was nudity involved at some point, like, say, in the showers. Is that what a woman in a woman's shelter wants to see, male genitalia? Hmm. But you know what? The the left's view of the 99% of women who are biologically women is screw you. And women will still vote left. There is nothing the Democrats can do, I am convinced, to harm this country that will shake the majority, or not even the majority, will, will shake a substantial minority of Democrat voters. Nothing. I am against sending $40, million, $40 billion to Ukraine, and I am completely supportive of Ukraine. Another $40 billion. I'll tell you one of the reasons, aside from a weakened America, is not exactly helpful to anybody, including Ukraine. You know how much Europe is giving? This is from Politico. Uh, um, it's, it's almost stunning. The European economy is close to the size of the American economy. You don't take any one given nation, take Europe as a whole. It's from Politico. EU agrees to give, guess how much, how many euros? You just add 20% about and you get dollars. We're going to give 40 billion and the Europe will give 500 million. That's half a billion. We're going to give, so let's say that's 600. So we're going to give, let's see, if it were 500 and we're giving, <laughs> and we're giving, let's see, 400, that that would be eight times as much as all of Europe. So let's say six times as much. That's one reason that I'm opposed. If Europe is not uh, as worried about the Russian aggression, then maybe we shouldn't be either. We don't have the money. We print money especially under Democrats, like it's monopoly money. I'd like to know, by the way, where all of the, A, where it's coming from, and I'd like to know where it's being spent. Has anybody analyzed that staggering amount of money? Where it's, where, what, is it all military arms? 1A Prager 776. The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. An unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court indicates that Roe v. Wade is on the brink of being overturned. During this critical time, a new movie is about to be released. The award-winning film, 
The matter of life cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The matter of life will be in theaters nationwide for two nights only, May 16 and 17. If you care about protecting the unborn, this is a movie you will not want to miss. Go to fathomevents.com to receive your tickets for a theater near you for May 16th or 17th and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. That's fathomevents.com, F-A-T-H-O-M, events.com. There's a battle taking place in America. Whether you are pro-choice or pro-life, you should see this film. That's what we do at PragerU, correct. Hi, everyone. Dennis Prager. The reason that I was struggling with the multiplication of what we're giving vis-a-vis Europe is that I wanted to be precise because the sum I have is in euros, not dollars. Just for the record, basic multiplication is not a challenge for me. I would totally acknowledge if it were. The European Union agreed Sunday to provide some 500 million euros in arms and other aid to the Ukrainian military from Politico. So there are two ways of looking at it. Why are we giving $40 billion and they're giving $600 million? So if I can round it down a little bit, then it makes it easier. They're giving half a billion and we're giving... 40 billion, that's 80 times more. That's easy. Why? On the other hand, to be fair, the EU's treaties bar the bloc from using its normal budget to fund operations with military or defense implications. So this is a first for the European Union. For the first time ever, the EU will finance the purchase and delivery of weapons and other equipment to a country that is under attack. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. I love these. I love these European names. Von der Leyen. So now, no, no. I was doing it as if it were Dutch. So von der Leyen could be German-like. Ludwig von Beethoven. But Ludwig is V-A-N and she's V-O-N. And none of you care. I fully acknowledge that. Said at a media appearance alongside the EU's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell. This is a watershed moment, she added. Another taboo has fallen. The taboo that the EU is not providing arms in a war, yes, we are doing it. This war requires our engagement in order to support the Ukrainian army. I just want to see what the $40 billion, a country that cannot afford baby formula, has somehow found $40 billion. And I am gung-ho for supporting uh, Ukraine. But before you sign off on $40 billion in an age of money printing, do we, have, um, do we even have that amount of weaponry available? And then 
capable of continuing to secure us when we have had the military budget as a percentage of GDP constantly falling because the left doesn't believe in the military industrial complex, as they put it. Not just they, some people on the right as well. Well, we'll find out. I'll tell you what was a huge mistake. I mean, huge. Had had this been done by Donald Trump, we wouldn't be hearing the end of it. Calling for the, uh, the uh, calling Putin a war criminal, that he will be tried by the world court for crimes, and saying that we need a regime change, means that Putin has no option but to keep fighting. Why would we do that? Well, one answer is Joe Biden does not think clearly. There are probably other answers, too, but I don't know what they are. It's, but it is uh, truly stupid if you want to end the war. I mean, there is a danger that he would use tactical nuclear weapons. When he feels that he has nothing to lose and the only issue remaining is his own survival, both literal and political, then uh, that's a dangerous moment. Why does the President of the United States keep announcing he has to go? He can think that. I would like him to go too. But uh, he can do anything as far as the supine media are concerned. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work, and that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Here we go. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, nonstop, there has never been a Friday that I didn't do the ha <laughs> It's the happy, 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 happy hour. You know why? Because the happy make the world better and the unhappy make it worse. It is a moral obligation to pursue happiness. Yes, it's a moral obligation, that's correct. We owe everybody in our lives to have a happy disposition. That is correct. 
How how much fun is it having an unhappy parent, unhappy spouse, unhappy kid, unhappy coworker, unhappy technical director? Oh 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 no! I I I was just picking out of the air. I just picked a profession, Sean. I. I what makes you happy? Makes you happy when I hit the mic? I didn't hit the mic just now. What are you talking about? And he's cracking himself up. It's a beautiful ability, by the way. If you can crack yourself up, it's a good sign. Now think about that, huh? Think of every relationship is ruined by the unhappy person in it. But other than that, it doesn't really matter if you're unhappy. Now, by the way, I'm not talking about your inner self. You could be unhappy, but you can have a happy disposition. And how's this? If you have a happy disposition, you'll become happier anyway. It's a huge issue, happiness. Written a book on it called Happiness is a Serious Problem. I admit, this will not sound nice, but I'll live with it, but it is true. I don't understand how you could really like the happiness hour and not read my book on happiness. I admit it's a it's puzzling to me. It's called Happiness is a Serious Problem. It's a life-changing book. The subject is a life-changing subject. Today's subject is one of the great, enormous, let me see if I can be a living thesaurus here, one of the great, enormous, tremendous, highly significant, gargantuan mistakes that people make and one of the great sabotagers of happiness is the belief or expectation that life should be easy that is a huge reason for so many unhappy young people in society over the last 50 years. They're now you're not young, obviously. They're, in fact, in some cases, getting old. But from the post-World War II bo- baby boomers, the BBers, to today... Parents have raised, vast numbers of parents and in whole political movements have raised a generation to believe that life should be easy and if it isn't, life is at fault. Certainly America is at fault. As if it's not inherent to life, difficulties and challenges. There's where the religious, the certainly in the Judeo-Christian world, have a real advantage. They know that life is inherently challenging. Whether metaphorical or literal, Adam and Eve were given consequences for their choice, and the consequences are a life of challenges, whether in giving birth, the Bible antiquated as it must be because it believes only women give birth. No wonder there are places that can't stand the Bible. Makes the affirmation that there are two sexes. Oh my God, can you believe it? How unwoke that book must be. 
But the religious among us know life is filled with challenges and difficulties. It is inherent to the human condition. And when you know that, you spend your life being grateful for either overcoming those challenges or not having been handed them. If you don't have the challenge of poverty, you are one lucky dude and do debt. People think life should be easy. This is maybe the single biggest Well, no, I take that back, because it's tied with other factors for the number one position of unhappiness inducer. But it's tied for first. That's how big it is. The assumption that life should be easy. Parents spend their lives, especially the well-educated, because college makes you stupid. I don't, it's not a throwaway line. I believe it deeply. It is true for the great majority of students. Those who are drunk for four years are not affected. The only advantage I've ever known to inebriation. And those who come in with a very solid psychological and ideological foundation, they are immune to the rendering of themselves as fools. But people really do believe from the earliest age parents want it to be easy. They want their kids' lives to be easy. They think they want their kids' lives to be happy, but they're making them miserable. I would love to see the difference if it could ever be measured, between those who grow up in a home where the kids have things smoothed out for them. I'll give you an example of where almost anyone listening, any of you, would acknowledge it's probably true. If you are raised in the home of extremely wealthy parents, it's it's a much bigger challenge unless the parents are really careful to becoming a happy person, especially if you know you will inherit, not when they die, but you will be given a great sum of money. Because happiness is earned. That's a biggie. Happiness is earned. And if you don't have a chance to earn it, I remember the happiness I felt. It's really, when I look back on it, it's it's remarkable actually the first time I earned money I remember the exact sum and how I earned it and what I even spent it on I was I don't know I would say 13 years old between 12 and 14 and I grew up in New York and there was frequent snowfall or regular if not frequent and I shoveled my neighbor, who was much wealthier than my father, my my neighbor's driveway, which is a big, it's a lot of shoveling. You have no idea how heavy snow is till you shovel it, especially wet snow, slush. 
And I was given $8. The happiness that I felt being given, earning $8, there are few times in my life that rival that for sheer joy. How's that? On the meter of ha- of excitement, happiness, joy, it registered a 9, maybe a 10. And I immediately walked the mile to the local stores in Brooklyn, New York, and I bought a Hardy Boys book. Hardy Boys were adventurers. They were brothers who were like amateur detectives. They were hardcover books that cost I don't I don't remember two fifty. You read Hardy Boys growing up? No kidding. Uh, I'm very touched actually. And I bought a board game called Clue, which is I think still made. So I bought. I mean, think of what I got for eight bucks. So I got Clue. I got a Hardy Boys book. And other stuff. I spent it immediately. I had no interest in it. I wanted to be rewarded. You earn happiness. A club for the molen. That means hit in the head by a windmill. A club for the molen. In Dutch. A club for the molen. Yes. Not a an English language saying you would have. We don't have windmills here like that. Hi everybody, I'm Dennis Prager. This is the hour you set the agenda. But first, enjoy the music. Music is one of the five big arguments there are many but of the biggies it's one of my arguments for God's existence it's, it transcends reason anyway welcome to the show this is the hour you set the generators on your mind about you about me about life about death about cigars audio equipment photography equipment Uh, one of the other two. Oh, man. Cigars, audio, <laughs> photography. All right, what, what are the other two, Sean? Classical music. Classical music. And what's the fifth? I think Bulgarian poetry. No, not Bulgarian poetry. You're mocking the show, violating rule 8632 subsection B. Fountain pens. Oh God, I have. I really am in love with fountain pens. There is a an Italian company that is producing a line called Van Gogh or Van Gogh, if you're Dutch, and they are based on Van Gogh paintings and the and the combination. Of colors in those paintings in the in the pen, 
It is surprisingly interesting. Yes, you're right. And when you buy the pen, you get a beautiful booklet about Van Gogh. The the box is worth keeping. It's a world out there. There are whole video reviews of pens. You ought to watch one. It crack you up. I love watching stuff that I have no interest in to see people who are interested how interested they are. If that sounds odd, it's not. Passion is infectious. That is exactly right. The teachers that keep your attention are passionate about their subjects. And the teachers who bore you to death, even if the subject is fascinating, bore you to death because they're passionless. That's exactly right. I am a passion-filled guy, and it's one of the reasons I'm interesting. Now, you may say, who are you to say you're interesting? I'll tell you who I am. You, you're not on radio if you're boring. That's a definition. It's like you can't play Major League Baseball if you can't hit a ball. Well, you can. You could be a pitcher, which was a very big mistake. They should never have had designated hitters. Do you know, talking about that subject... Uh, call in at one eight Prager seven seven six. When I was single, I got married first time at thirty two. So I was single for a while, and I went on many, many, many dates. Some of them were boring. You know what I decided to do? I decided to make myself interested in a boring date, and I, I. I did something very intelligent, I I must admit. I decided to analyze why somebody would be boring. Not out loud. Not out loud. And it made every boring date fascinating. Why do I find this woman boring? And I finally drew a conclusion. I drew two conclusions. One... The boring dates, this would apply to men just as well, but I didn't date men. And I concluded, one, the person only talked about themselves. Two, they had no passion. Passion was a biggie. I I love people passioned people's passion, even if the subject has no interest for me. I got interested last week in horse racing because of the staggering result at the Kentucky Derby, a horse that was 80 to 1. Rich Strike, strike, that's correct, I'll never forget it. Rich Strike, a friend of mine, a major musician, heard me talk about it, then watched it. He texted me. He just kept watching it, just as I did. It, it, it's beyond belief to actually watch that, and I have no interest in horse racing. But then I watched the interview with the owner, with the trainer, with the jockey. I, I just, and obviously, these are people who, who whose lives revolve around horse racing. Uh, it, it's of completely peripheral, peripheral interest to me. But they had passion. So that's a big deal. 
So yes, you should watch a video review of a fountain pen just to see (laughs) that people have passion about something that you didn't even know existed. Okay, let's go to your calls. Yes. uh, It's goofy, but I'll take it. Tahunga, California, and Alan. It's very rare, Alan, that I describe a call as goofy before I took it. Well, I hope I can live up to that description. Good response. Um, In Phoenix, Arizona, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks, there's a swimming pool in the right field uh, seats, which I would say is, by definition, a baseball pool. And people indeed swim there. So Roger Miller's song is a little outdated. Uh huh. Well, I will say this about that call. It was a good try. That's not a little thing. That's not a put down. I want you to know, Alan and Tahunga, it is not a put down. I don't accept it because the implication of the Roger Miller song is baseball pool being a the betting group, not the physical. Anyway, I don't know if the pool at the Diamondback Stadium would be called a baseball pool. It's a pool at a baseball stadium. But I will let Sean decide who's right on that. Sean... Am I right, or is Alan of Tahunga? Uh, I, I, I tend to side with you. He tends to side with me, which troubles him, by the way. He much rather side with you, Alan of Tahunga. I appreciate Alan's question. He, he appreciates your question. And he better, because he's the one who directed me to it. Okay, let's see. Let's go to George in Dallas, Texas. Hello, George. Hello, Dennis. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I, uh, I've been married for 18 years, and um, when we married, my wife was conservative, listener Rush Limbaugh, local conservative talk shows. Anyway, she voted for Joe Biden, and um, it's, it's really, I, I cannot convince her that the election was stolen. And it, it just it, it causes a lot of just yep strife in our marriage. And I was just wondering if you had any words of wisdom. Yeah, I think I do. I, I first of all, uh, I don't think that that should be uh, your your passion to convince her that the election was stolen. I think more troubling, and I, I would understand that, is that she started conservative and voted for Joe Biden. Right. Who, who is indistinguishable from the most radical left elements in our country. He's indistinguishable from Black Lives Matter, to give an example. That that I understand. That would be troubling. By the way, I want everyone listening to, to know, I always have sympathy for the spouse that didn't change. If, if a liberal calls and said my my spouse went conservative i have sympathy for them even if i agree with the spouse the spouse's politics i'll continue 
with this when we come back. The Dennis Prager Show. So, my friends, this is the, sh- the hour of the week. Whatever's on your mind, don't, don't be insulted. People get insulted too easily. If I drop your call before I take it, there could be a hundred reasons. None of them have to do with you personally. Just wanted to explain all of that. So, George in Dallas... Uh, married a woman who was conservative. She's now voted for Biden, and he can't convince her that the election was stolen. So I told him to drop the stolen issue completely. I I feel bad for him that she went and voted for Biden, but I want their marriage to survive. So the question I have for you... Whoa. I think you got to close your... your uh, auto window sorry about that can you hear me now Uh, yeah yeah much better thank you sorry about that so i'm curious was the marriage ever great oh we we have we have our issues yeah well that's not an answer was the marriage ever great was it ever great yes it was yes when was it when when was the last great moment been several years, Dennis. Uh, probably ten years ago or so, maybe longer. So it strikes me that the political part is a symptom, not a cause. Okay. Does that? I mean, does that make sense to you? I don't. You know, obviously, I don't want you to agree with me if well, you don't. Okay. I will. I will say this. Uh, this is the first time that she's voted. Well, to my knowledge. Democrat. I know she did, she did not vote for Hillary. She did not vote in the 2016 election. And I think, believe it or not, she's pretty strong-willed. I think a lot of, well, first of all, she thought she, she thinks she hates Trump. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but I tried to explain to her, I tried to say, you know, please uh, don't, don't vote for Biden. And it's like, well, you're not going to tell me who to vote for. So, you know, I think that probably added more fuel to the fire. So, anyway, um, but like I said, we, she used to be a real strong conservative, but and I, I know what's happened. She's been brainwashed, and by and I bring that up but on what subject? On Trump? Uh, Trump and just politics in general. Um, she, uh, you know, gets all of her. She watches ABC News. That's all she watches. If I if I asked her, do men give birth? What would she answer? Oh, she'd say no. Does she worry about kids being prematurely sexualized in schools? Uh, you know, I really don't know. I'd well, I, I think old. I think what you should yeah. do is discuss the areas you think you might have agreement. Okay. All right. Okay. Look, I mean, you wouldn't have called if you weren't troubled by what's happening in your marriage, right? Correct. Okay. So, so. If I took you both in separate rooms, would you both say you want to save the marriage? I, I think so, yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Okay, well then that's what you have to work on. There are couples who just don't talk politics. And if everything else is good, I admit I would find that challenging because I want to be with somebody with whom I share values. So, uh, 
That's why you might want to make a list of the things you do agree on. There was a piece in the Washington Post by an idiot, a student who who uh, wants the George Washington University to drop the name George Washington. To my uh, to my, I guess amazement, every single comment, and this is the Washington Post. You have to be a subscriber to make a comment. Said the article was ridiculous, and almost all of them said, "You know what? A." I'm a liberal, and I and I think this is a stupid article. This is the stuff that makes people want to vote Republican. And they were right. It is. It's exactly correct. Of course, they'll all continue to vote Democrat. But in, in that, that's not the only point. The point is that if we can find arenas of agreement, especially within a marriage, I, I would work on that. Anyway... Most spouses, it's irrelevant to the sex of the spouse, most spouses don't want to have somebody working on them to change their mind. It's it's a tension producer. There's no reason why you can't, you know, gently say, well, this is where we, we differ. But I, I would look right now for where you agree. Anyway, as I say, whenever there's a changed spouse, if there, are, it doesn't matter the direction. If two atheists marry and one becomes religious, even though I, Dennis, am religious, I sympathize with the atheist. The rules of the of the game have been changed by the other spouse. I was supposed to have a fellow atheist, and I got a religious person. I have sympathy for them. Okay, let's see. Um, that was an important call as it happens. Uh, Oceanside, New York, Andrew, hello. Hi, Dennis, how are you? Good, well, thank you. Uh, I'm a graduate of George Washington University, class of 1978, political science major. We read the Constitution meticulously. We read all the Federalist Papers meticulously. We read the political philosophers such as Locke and Hobbes, for example. I just can't imagine what they're teaching these kids to get an op-ed like that. They got to the point where my classmates and I, a bunch of us, became libertarians. We were so turned off to government from reading what we read. Just yeah, that makes sense. The educational system is ruining it now. They're ruining it. They are. They are indeed. My, my uh, older son went to George Washington. You can lament as we all can. I went to Columbia. It's a wasteland. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.